Brought to you by the Appleseed. It's like a regular episode. Only shorter. We call them bites. Thanks for joining us for an Appleseed Bite, a mini episode of the show, just a single story long, just a few minutes long, in case you've only got a few minutes and you want to fill them with some great storytelling. We've got some for you today. And uh, of course, I want to remind you that we bring you a few of these Appleseed Bites each week in preparation for our Thursday full hour-long episode drop, that hour filled with stories for you and your family. Join us this Thursday for a terrific performance by the storyteller and musician Charlotte Blake Alston, recorded live in the Appleseed studio, telling a version of the John Henry story. Uh, Charlotte's version is called Hammers of Steel Rang Out. It's rhythmic and musical and just riveting. You're going to really enjoy it. And we're going to bring you that on Thursday. Please join us. In the meantime, I'm pleased to be joined in the studio by one of our producers, Dr. Heather Bigley. Heather, thanks for joining me. Hello. And tell me what we're going to hear on today's Appleseed Bite. We are going to hear Robin Schulte's story, The Grecian Urn. And uh, it's a lovely story about how the banal becomes the treasure, (laughs) in fact. Yeah. And we all have experiences with that, right? We all have experiences with that. Robin Schulte, storyteller from Florida, longtime friend of the show, and we're happy to bring you her story, The Grecian Urn, here on The Appleseed. In 1972, my mother spent a week recording an audio message to her older brother on what was at the time one of those fancy new cassette recorders. It was about as big as a book, and it had the weight of a couple of bricks. And on half of it, there was a big speaker. And then there was a little flip door that you could slip a cassette into. And there was a row of these shiny, slick, rectangular buttons to play and rewind and fast forward. There was a plastic plug-in microphone with a little silver mesh head. And on this recording, my mother talks conversationally for almost an hour about her daily life, about our newly acquired Scotty dog, Bo, about the chicken pox that we had all recently come down with, and a bungled attempt at a night out that she had tried to share with my dad. She was learning to play the auto harp, and she even plays a song and sings along. It's a slice of frozen life from 41 years ago. I vaguely remember this project, her walking around and talking into that microphone and narrating her life, and then listening back to it and erasing the parts she didn't like. And when she grew tired of the four of us climbing all over her and asking for a turn, she let each of us kids hold the microphone and say a few words. And we, in turn, each said something, and then we would immediately beg her to play it back so we could hear the sounds of our own voices. If I were to play it for you now, you would hear my older sister, Andrea, say, Okay, is it on? Can I hold it? I'm Andrea, and I'm eight years old. What? Yes, I am. I am eight. I'm eight. I'm pretty sure that it's me in the background challenging her age. And then I come on and I say, My name is Robin. I'm six and I wear glasses. 
And then my little brother Christopher says, I'm Huey Christopher Simpson and I'm four years old. Well, I'm three. I'll be four in, in a week. Oh, I mean a month. I said a week, I meant a month. I'll be four next month. My brother Jonathan is too young to speak. And so my mom holds him on her lap and she describes him saying, Oh, this Jonathan, he's not much to look at. <laughs> he's got these ears that stick out on the sides of his head. Well, well, he's got one big one and one little one, but he's got a personality that more than makes up for what he's lacking in looks. It is remarkable to me that after all the moves and shuffling of my childhood, this tape remains. I think of it as a family archeological find. In his poem, Ode on a Grecian Urn, John Keats describes frozen scenes on an imaginary urn. There are three scenes. In the first one, there is a young boy playing music on a pipe as he sits against the trunk of a tree and relaxes in the shade of one of its boughs. In the second scene, there are two young lovers engaged in a chase. The boy reaching out for his love, smile on his face, arm outstretched. And in the third scene, there is a group of townspeople and they're making their way to the altar for a sacrifice. They are leading with them this baby calf. They are forever frozen in these perpetual moments. And Keats, he is saddened that the music from that piper's pipe will never be heard. And that young lover, he will never touch the object of his affection. And somewhere off of the urn, there is a town empty of its people waiting in perpetual stillness for their return. And then he says, that music from the piper's pipe must be more beautiful than any we have ever heard. It is the music of the gods. And those young lovers, they will never grow old or tire of one another. And that baby calf will not have to die. They are forever frozen on that urn. My mother died in 1993 when she was just 52 years old. She should have lived longer. She should be here today. But she lives on this cassette tape, perpetually 32 years old, the mother of three small children and a new baby infant. She is married to my dad, and they haven't fallen out of love or gone down that rugged road that ends in divorce. She is enamored with her Scotty dog. And she dreams of someday owning one of those brand new 1973 Volkswagen buses that hold seven. <laughs> but as she points out, they want $3,500 for the darn thing. <laughs> she and these images live in perpetually frozen time. 
And when I can't bear that she isn't here, she is there. And so it is with stories. The people that we create and remember in stories, they live forever as long as their stories are told. There is a younger version of me that lives in the story of note passing. And my story of Jack has forever captured him at 11, desperate to find out how the levitator works. And Ansley will forever be known as the girl who at 19 shaved her head. Thanks to the art of story, these are my frozen moments, my Grecian urn. Grecian Urn, a story told for you by the Florida storyteller Robin Schulte. And it's been our pleasure to bring you that story as today's Appleseed Bite. Heather Bigley, thanks for bringing us that story. No problem. She ties this uh, story to the art of storytelling, but we can be even more prosaic. The technology of recording makes possible for all of us these wonderful (laughs) moments, right? Yeah. Um, I got to tell you, the beginning of this story when she's describing the cassette player, right? Uh, that, That she is describing the cassette player that I scrimped and saved for and loved with all my heart is like the highest tech device in my entire childhood arsenal. You yeah, know? yeah, that's pretty awesome. And of course, nowadays we we just have recording devices. Just about every one of us does. A, I know. My, a, a, a recording device in our pocket. Uh, my sister, you know, the birth and childhood of her children, I made all these little movies of them. <laughs> they're now on, they're on DVDs, which we have no idea how to play anymore. <laughs> but uh, there was a time when I was going to be the family historian mm. and just, you know, watching these... You know, they're just toddling around, yeah. and yet now they're six two and uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and giants in the land. Uh, but at one time they were tiny. When I was in high school, uh, I was a part of a group of friends that made movies. Yeah, you know, yeah. So many people are right. But the the father of the ringleader of our little gang. Uh, bought him kind of an expensive movie camera, oh, wow. and and it was notable enough that we all commented on it. We were like, why, why, why you why'd you get your boy that that cool movie camera? Yeah. You know, aren't you going to make him save up for that? And you know, I mean, there, we had this we had this little conversation that we really weren't prepared to. Have. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 our friend's dad just looked at us and said, "Listen, I would give anything." for five minutes of footage from when I was a kid. Oh, wow. And if I can provide for you guys an opportunity, the technology to right. document just your running around as teenagers, yeah, that, that's an investment I'm willing to make. And I have to say, even, even more mundane than that, um, voicemail messages. I know there's a generation, several, that don't believe in voicemail, but um, – I have a voicemail message of my aunt. She died in 2020, and I have a voicemail from a few months before that. And I play it once in a while, listen to her. And she calls me by my family nickname, and, you know, she just sounds happy and like her. It's very wonderful. You you introduced the story by talking about how some of these things become treasures, right? Yeah. And they really do 
they really do. Uh, uh, we we wish we had a recording of the voice of a loved one who's gone, or we wish we had an, uh, a, a recording of a, a of the voice of a young person who's now old. You right. know, I mean, those things become real real treasures. Yeah. You, you use your dang recording device. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> capture what you can. Yeah. It's important. Well, a lovely story from Robin Schulte. And, of course, we want to remind you to join us uh, on Thursday's full hour-long episode of The Appleseed for a lot of things. And among them, a terrific story told by Charlotte Blake Alston, recorded live in The Appleseed studio. Uh, The story of John Henry, Charlotte's uh, version of that story is called Hammers of Steel, rang out. And uh, we're excited to bring it to you. I'm Sam Payne. Can't wait to be with you again on The Appleseed. Thanks for joining us for a bite brought to you by the Appleseed.